the pagan Germany and the three Jewish tribes. In the name of Jeh and Man, hello to you from Iran. Welcome to our program. Thank you for being with the Persian Magi. Please don't forget to push the subscribe button and like our program. We said that the Persian Magi believe in two deities who are the father and daughter. The daughter is a star who is called Jeh or Ah, and the father is Moon who is called Ahriman. Since the daughter is God, her name is independent from her father and can be only one piece. But the father is devil. His name should be two pieces and it is always dependent to his daughter. Thus, one part of father's name is a symbol of man and the other part is a symbol of girl, which altogether always means like the father for the daughter or the moon for the whore, because the god is the prominent whore and the father is the moon, the moon devil or demon and is always represented by number two or D. The name Ahriman in Farsi language is formed based on the same nomenclature, Ahriman. Here Ah is the daughter. Re in Farsi means for or belonging to. Man means the moon because man is the dying god who is represented by moon at least from the time of ancient Sumer. The daughter is called Je or Ge because her name is driven from Go which means cow. We indicated many times in our programs that the name of God goes back to the same Go devil. Go is the cow in Farsi and D is shortened for devil, remaining from Hathor as the cow devil of ancient Egypt. We said that in Hebrew, this devil is called Par, Pag, or Paga, meaning cow, and thus pagan means a cow worshipper, because cow is the god from beginning. Persians, who are from the same origin, read it as Par, meaning feather, hence they are Persians and prefer to depict the god as a female bird called Simorg. Anyways, let's go back to Ahriman, who is the father. Ah, in the beginning, is the daughter and her other name is Go or Je. Let's replace Ah with Je, then it will be German. No wonder that the Austrian theosophist Rudolf Steiner was so interested in Ahriman because Ahriman and German are one and the same. So the word German means the father for the daughter or the moon for the cow, which as we said is a typical naming system among the Persian Magi. If you watch our other programs, you will see that names like Allah as well follow the same model with the same meaning. Since Jeh the God is always alive and the essence of life, Jeh Mother of Earth, in Hebrew and in Arabic she is called Hay, meaning the living one. And the worshippers of Hay 
are called heathens, just like people from Samara are called Samaritans. When Moses brought out the Israelites from Egypt during Exodus in Sinai Peninsula, he left them in the custody of his brother Aaron for 40 days. And when he returned, he saw all of them had returned to the worship of the most prominent golden Samaritan cow, the living one, because Israelites were heathens or cow worshippers from as long as the history. The very word Jerusalem has exactly the same major structure like Germany, but Jerusalem means peace be on Je, while Germany means the father of Je. When the second temple of Jerusalem was destructed by Roman Empire Titus, the pagan Semites ran away to Europe. Since they were cow or paga or high worshippers, they were called pagan or heathen. But this event, which happened in the first century AD, is not the first wave of pagans and heathens going to Europe. In fact, when Julius Caesar the Roman dictator and God conquered Gaul and Germany in 55 BC. The people of Germany and Gaul were already pagans, but still more waves of Jews was to follow during the next centuries, like the wave of Ashkenazi Jews who fled to Germany and other parts of Europe during the Middle Ages. Christianity and Enlightenment we said that a Pharisee fellow called Saul of Tarsus confiscated the pagan Christianity and made it a Pharisee religion with beliefs in the one and only male God and he proclaimed himself Paul the Apostle and wrote the New Testament which was the inverse of the message of the true pagan Jesus Christ. And now the whole world of Christianity is still under the Paulian spell, which is in fact Antichrist. The effect of this Christianity on Rome was total destruction. As soon as Rome accepted Christianity, the majestic glory of the empire faded away, and the whole Christian Europe crawled into a state of oblivion for over 1,500 years. From around 16th century, the age of enlightenment started and the intellectuals managed to run just a little bit out of the dominion of the church. We said that the Pharisee had become monotheists from around 450 BC when Achaemenid Empire ordered Torah to be written by Ezra the scribe. It means a few centuries earlier than the Christians. The major Jewish Enlightenment didn't start until 18th century. The Jewish Enlightenment was called Haskalah, and its intellectuals were called Maski. Maybe we can say Haskalah was mostly the effect of German paganism on the Ashkenazi, just like Protestant might be considered as the effect of German heathen roots on Martin Luther. As a result of Haskalah, some Jewish scholars rejected religion altogether and some offered religious and social models based on the ancient sects of Judaism. What are these sects? The three Jewish sects or tribes. 
Let's take another quick look at the three main sects here on historical order. One, Essenes. They were original pagan followers of Jehovah because Jehovah are the repetitive female name of God. They believe in immortality of soul, but not bodily resurrection. The God is a whore, not a control camera, and her father is the moon. They live in minimalistic communal tribes, and Jesus Christ was from them. They are deterministic, so they don't believe in judgment, and they avoid government. Two Pharisees. They were originally Farsi or Persians. We said that Persian is a religious term indicating the followers of Par as Isis, so they are Parsi. But Artaxerxes, king of Persia, created monotheistic Judaism and sent these guys with Ezra and Nehemiah in order to conquer the Temple of Jerusalem and preach monotheism with one and only male god Jehovah. In Judea, Pharisees had taken the religious services in their hands because they were book writer rabbis. 3. Sadducees They were Helens, meaning when Alexander the Great conquered Persia at 330 BC, he brought the one and only god of Aristotle as a demiurge. They were the elite and ruling class appointed by the Greek. They don't believe in afterlife, but they are deterministic. So they have courts and judgments, and of course a government which is inclined to Athens democracy. The three tribes in the modern era. In modern times, the ancient three tribes of Judaism were presented in other forms, of course with other names which are more familiar to us. Capitalism. Capitalism was to some extent the original fabric of the whole uh, post-medieval era of Europe. We said that Pharisees had hijacked the Christian religion and the tenets of Christian religion was in fact the Pharisee religion. They believed in sort of plutocracy, meaning the monarchy of the wealthy. They couldn't be monarchs of Europe, but they gathered money as much as they could. And all mainstream religion, religions of the era was actually their own device. This combination led to capitalism, a system in which an individual is free to earn money and the safety of his wealth is guaranteed by the government. Therefore, these people that we call them traditional Jews at that time, in fact, are the Pharisees remaining from the ancient times. Communism Karl Marx was born and brought up in a Jewish family, but later on he rejected God and religion altogether. While he claims that there is no religious root in his teachings, but I believe that his communism is some wrong and erroneous understanding from the ancient Essenes. The Essenes, as we said, lived in communal form and they were pagans. But in 19th century, the very word pagan 
meant something like a person who has no religion at all. The biggest mistake here, I think, is that Marx thought there should be a central government made by the hand of the laborers, and this government should bring equality for everybody, and this government should control everything. The central government is required. But Essenes as a commune were tribalists who were avoiding government altogether and they rejected the government. Thus the communism that Karl Marx theorized is nothing but a wrong representation and wrong understanding of the Essenes. Social democracy. Democrats around the world should celebrate 6 January 1850 when Eduard Bernstein was born in Berlin to a Jewish family. Bernstein was so eager and interested in communism and Marxism that he had become a close friend of Friedrich Engels. He was exiled from Germany just like other Jewish intellectuals at that time and was living mostly in Switzerland and in England. Bernstein taught to himself that communism is the most desired form of the society, but it cannot be applied to a capitalist society at once. He thought we should find a way to bring these two concepts together in a combined model, and after that we can move gradually and slowly from capitalism step by step towards the communism. Even the names of these two models were too hostile to each other to be put together. Therefore, Bernstein taught to make them softer and offer them with some milder names. Capitalism was softened into democracy. He replaced capitalism with democracy because he taught well, this is kind of freedom for people. Capitalism, as we know, is sort of plutocracy, meaning only the wealthy people are free. But he thought, okay, if you have enough money, you can be considered a free person after all. This is something like present-day TV advertisements that offer you to buy this expensive villa or that expensive car uh, simply imagining that you are wealthy and you have money. So Bernstein and present-day real estate agents and car dealers uh, simply decide to neglect that you do not have enough money. So you are free, but they have decided not to see that you do not afford it. You remember that the Sadducees were the Hellens or the Hellenistic Jews and they were the ruling class and the lucrative businessmen of that time. These Sadducees were following the democracy of the Athenese and later on the Republic of the Rome. So 2,300 years ago the Sadducees had already combined and reconciled capitalism with democracy. What Bernstein did was only to bring the Sadducee model back to life after 2300 years and keep the root as a secret. Just like Karl Marx who had kept the SNEs a secret and you will think that these guys 
are geniuses who are extracting these models out of nowhere. Zionism. Zionism is Jewish nationalism. So it is not specifically related to any of the three ancient tribes, but it is searching a homeland for all the Jewish people. Zionism was one of the different Jewish political and modern religious movements that appeared in 19th century as a result of the Haskalah, or Jewish Enlightenment, which had started from 18th century. Zionism was born a bit later, and its first congress was held in 1897 in Basel, Switzerland. Its Austro-Hungarian founder, Theodor Herzl, was only 10 years younger than the Bernstein. It is quite understandable that since Kaiser Wilhelm I, or more precisely Bismarck, the strong chancellor had exiled all Jewish intellectuals from Germany, they were thinking why Jewish people as a nation don't have a country. You usually think more about such questions when you are in exile. But Jehovah has strictly forbidden Jews from having a country and coming back to their home because of their sins. And if they go back, they will be considered as heretics and might be punished. This aspiration of homecoming cannot be achieved without a little bit of freedom from the religious shackles, and this is what Jewish enlightenment is all about. Still, a good majority of Jews believed and still believe that Zionism is a heresy. But the question of having a country was the first thing first for the Jewish nationalism. What was their sin that they deserved such punishment? Maybe it's because they had killed Jesus Christ and the true Christians and have reversed all mainstream religions. If this is the case, they will be allowed to come back if they become pagans anew and help spread Semitic paganism to help the house of David. Zion, by etymology, is thought to be the name of a hill in Jerusalem where the temple of Solomon was built. But a hill cannot be the place of a nation. The hill itself has been named in the memory of Zion, which is the birthplace of all Jews. If speaking about Jews, we mean Pharisees, they had come at around 400 BC from Persia. Or if they are Essenes, they came earlier, at 528 BC, when Cyrus the Great of Persia released them from captivity. In any case, Zion is a Farsi term, meaning the birthplace, Zion, from the root of Zai, meaning to give birth. There are still names like Hamid Karzai, the Afghan president who sold his country to Taliban just recently. Karzai meaning born from Kar. Aren't Jewish nationalists looking for a birthplace? Therefore, this whole movement of looking for Jewish homeland is called Zionism, which means the search for the birthplace, a birthplace which has a Farsi root. I'm not saying that their place is exactly in Afghanistan and these guys have gone the wrong direction, but Zion is Persian 
and there is good reason to think that it must have been located somewhere in Persia or Iran rather than in Palestine. Thank you for watching and please don't forget to subscribe to our program and like it.